Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome, welcome to Rejoice Pompano. We're so glad to have everybody here tonight. We are so, I hope, overflowing with praising the Lord because he is alive. He is alive. We have celebrated Easter, and I hope all of you have been praising the Lord for what God accomplished is he, Jesus Christ, has arisen. He's alive and he is on the right side of God right now, interceding for us. And we just praise the Lord for that. So Lord, um, we come to you and we just praise you. Father God, what greater gift could you give us than your only son to come to this earth and to walk up and down the streets to grow as a child, to be a carpenter's son. And Lord, we just thank you for what you did all his 33 years of his life. And Lord, we just thank you, Father, for him being an example for us. Oh, may we strive to live the holiness life. May we strive to turn from the temptations of the world. May we run from the enemy. Because the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy what your plan is. And Lord, when God speaks to us, when God directs our steps, may we be sensitive to not take a detour road. May we not be tempted from the enemy. Tempted of the flesh. Tempted of the world's ways and not God's ways. Oh Lord, I just pray that we will rise up this month, and we'll read the, the book of Acts and understand what the disciples chose to do. They could have gone back to fishing, Father, but they went and followed your footsteps, and they li listened to you. And Lord, I just pray that we will all listen to you each and every day, and we'll give you the praise, we'll give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm going to open up in, uh, to Malachi 2 just to reconfirm to us what the Lord says about divorce and that God's perfect will is that we're one flesh with our spouse. And we, we need to stand on that. We need to understand that. But in verse, Malachi chapter 2, verse 13 says, Another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because he no longer pays attention to your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hands. You ask why? It's because the Lord is acting as a witness between you and the wife of your youth because you have broken faith with her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. So Lord, I just want us to remember it's a covenant, not a contract, people. 
not a contract. And um, it says, has not the Lord made them one in flesh and spirit? They are his and why one? Because he was seeking godly offspring. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith with the wife of your youth. I hate divorce, says the Lord God of Israel. And I hated a man covering himself with violence as well as with his garments, says the Lord Almighty. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith. We just praise the Lord for God's holy word. We just praise the Lord for his word that can speak to you and give you direction each and every day. We're going to sing the Lord reigns tonight because we want to celebrate and continue to celebrate. Thinking about that Jesus arose yesterday and he started appearing to the disciples. We're going to talk about that tonight. But he started appearing to the disciples and started showing them that he had a plan and a purpose for them and he has a plan and purpose for you. And are you obedient? Are you, are you willing to pay the price, maybe lonely, without your husband, but be obedient to the Lord's will and way? And then, how great is our God is our second song. So let's worship the King of Kings.
happy Easter. Did you all have a nice Easter? You did? Good. Did everybody go to church? Did you invite a friend to church? All right. Some of you are looking like, don't look at me. (laughs) You guys, I know it's hard to go to church alone when you sat there with a spouse once before, and you might be in the same church, and you might be in a new church, but you know what? If you don't want to go alone, just invite someone to go with you, and then you don't have to be alone. I'm here to solve your problems. Well, we had a good Easter, and God is good, right? Listen, the judge or your spouse or your kids may have said your marriage is over and there's no hope, or your in-laws, your neighbors, your family, your friends, they may all think your marriage is done, but God has a different plan, right? I missed last month because I was in Ohio with Ashley. She was having her second surgery. She had it that day, actually, the day of Bible study, her second surgery. And she's doing wonderfully. And you know what? Six, no, I guess it's been eight years now that we first went up there and got her diagnosis. And the first time we went to these specialists, they said her prognosis on their little special scale is 0.0. She has zero chance of ever accomplishing X, Y, and Z. And we said, okay, what do we do now? And now here we are. And the doctors say, I don't know. We'll just keep going with it. We'll just keep doing things. So you know what? When people declare your marriage is at a 0.0, we know somebody that knows a little better, right? Okay. So, all right. I'm going to read to you before I share with you about other things. Romans 5. Our pastor just preached from this a few weeks ago, and it is so good. And I have all sorts of notes in my Bible that when we've gone through different things, I've put dates and Romans 5 is good. So starting with verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. Peace. Not turmoil, not anxiety. We have peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace which we now stand. And we rejoice. Do you know what rejoicing looks like? Rejoice means we smile, we're happy, we're rejoicing. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, hold on, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. That's a hard one. Rejoice in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, character, hope, and hope does not disappoint us. It does not say in my Bible, hope will sometimes disappoint us. It says hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. And I love the example our pastor gave because he said, you know, when you get to the end of your rope and you're like, I cannot do it another day. I cannot go on another minute. I'm up to here. No more. I cannot do it. And we say, we're done, Lord. This is it. I can't do it. We get emails day after day from people that say, I can't do it. But you know what? You're here. You did it. You survived another day. God gave you the grace you needed, not for two months from now, not when your anniversary is in next year and it's going to be your 25th anniversary and you don't know how to handle it. He gives you the grace for today. And that's all we have to look at. And I am the stubborn person. You may not be stubborn like me, but my husband always says to me, you are so stubborn, but I refuse to let the devil win. 
So when the bad news comes or you get things in the mail that upset you or your husband or wife say, I don't love you, I never loved you, you know, we all have heard the same things over and over. I haven't heard them, no, I haven't heard them yet, but <laughs> my mom and dad, the same things. The things my dad said, the things he wrote in the book, they're the things, everybody hears the same things. 30 years, I didn't ever love you. You know that's a lie. He loved you, she loved you. And when we go through these things, we're not going through them aimlessly. We're going through them because throughout that, we're being made more like Christ. So keep that in mind, okay? More like Christ. There is a purpose in our suffering. All right, I'm just supposed to announce things, but there you go. (laughs) Just wanted to tell you. Just wanted to share that with you because I thought it was too good. People want to tell us what your future looks like, and only God knows your future. So you can hold on to that. So April is here. I can't believe it's April. I feel like I just literally put away my Christmas decorations. But do we have any birthdays or anniversaries for people in the month of April? Spring people? Okay, only a couple of you. Okay, birthday or anniversary? 20th anniversary, April 8th. Happy anniversary, officially. Okay, and Jay? April 23rd, 27 years. 27 years, April 23rd. Well, happy anniversary to both of you. Is there anyone else, birthday or anniversary? Okay, well, you two, at the end of the night, help yourself to an item off the bookstore table. We have, um, for those of you that are new, some of our things are back there that we brought with us. They're $5 at Bible study. Um, We do have a couple of the There's Hope CDs and DVDs from the conference we did a couple years ago. Um, So if you're looking for something longer, those are there. And we have the new CD called God Created Marriage with us. So that's $5 back there. Um, Okay, we're in South Florida. How many of you speak Spanish? Okay. Listen, did you know we have a Spanish website? Did you know it's going to come up? There's our Spanish website. You can subscribe to Charlene Cares in English or in Spanish. So if you have friends that speak Spanish, you can tell them about the Spanish website. It has much, I think almost 100% of the pages are exactly like the English website. We have got CDs in Spanish. We only have one book in Spanish, but it's the um, Charlene Cares devotional book is in Spanish. So there's Spanish material out there. The um, devotionals, they can get the prodigal's perspective, which is written by Den- or, um, Dennis's standing firm devotional. They can get the prodigal's perspective devotional on Tuesday that my dad writes. That is translated into Spanish. Um, the testimonies on Saturday, and if we have an extra testimony, that's available in Spanish. The newsletter. So you're getting all but like two devotionals in Spanish. So if you guys have people that struggle with English and prefer Spanish, they can go and sign up on the Charlene Cares and have access to all of that. Okay, that is it, I think, by way of announcements for me. I just wanted to um, open up the floor now. If we have anybody that has got a testimony, I was looking for one. I don't see her here. But if anybody has a testimony that wants to come up and share, do you want to come up and share? Okay, come on up. And if you... If you guys want to share, just line up so we can be cognizant of our time and, and try to speed through it a little bit. We don't want to rush too much, but just a minute or two testimony and introduce yourself with your first name, please. Coney, like Coney Island. I, this is a testimony. Tell them where you're from, Coney, too. 
I, I lived in South Florida for five zero years. So I guess I'm from South Florida. I came back home. You just moved back, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I, this testimony is for each one of you people. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to share a scripture. All right, how many believe God's word? R raise your hand. Okay, now the, the devil, the devil's a liar. He's going to try to trip you up with all kinds of, you know, circumstances. Okay, God says, John 15, 16, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and appointed you, that you should go forth and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it you. The guy's not lying. The devil is a liar. You're here because you want your marriage restored. Well, God wants it restored more than you. Your covenant spouse is God's will, okay? And the circumstances mean zero, nada, okay? And you just got to keep your eyes focused on, on God, and he, will bring, he has to obey his word. All you got to do is say, okay, God, I believe you. I don't believe the devil, okay? And, and that's, all, and that's uh, the bottom line, okay? And like Lloyd said, yeah, you're going to get disappointed. Well, start praising God. I mean, anyway, so that, that's testimony for, for all of you. The devil is, is he's going to burn a lake of fire, and you're going to be reunited to your wife. So it's two choices. You believe the devil in circumstances, or you believe the, the eternal word of God, because heaven and earth, there's going to be new heaven and new earth, and God's word will never, never pass away. So, anyway, so uh, yeah, uh, my, my um, I've been separated uh, 13 years. God's going to restore. He says He will restore the years. Okay, so right, if He says He's going to restore, He's going to restore. Joel 2:25. You can look it up. I that, that's all I could share. Amen. You can teach for me. <laughs> Coney, Coney is a longtime friend with the ministry, and uh, he's a prayer warrior, and he's been uh, coming to our Bible study. But you know what? 13's a good year because that's when Luz and Fabian got their marriage restored. So just keep thinking of that. Jay, come forward. We got our men standing up tonight. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, I'm Jay, and uh, we come down from Stewart, Palm City area. Um, the, uh, the main thing I wanted to say was um, we were talking about praise reports on the drive here, and it just so happened that uh, San in the back, San, can you wave your hand for anybody that doesn't know San? Uh, San heard exactly the same thing that I heard on the radio on this certain day, and we don't know. I couldn't remember. Um, it was a, a pastor on the radio on our Christian station uh, up there that was that talked about how God loves us, and um, it just brought to mind something like from Ephesians five, where 
where the uh, the marriage bond between the husband and wife is to be an earthly example of Christ and his church. And um, what I heard on the radio was that uh, there's nothing that you can do to make God love you anymore. And there's also nothing you can do to make God love you any less. He just loves you. Amen. And what I got out of that too was it just was like, I never heard it put quite that way. And that's exactly the way I feel about my spouse, Cheryl. There's nothing she can do to make me love her any less, nothing or anymore. I just, I just love her. And so I just wanted to share that with you and, and um, more as a praise report than, than anything else. And, and I pray that, uh, that you can have that feeling too if you don't already. Amen, that's the most important. Thank you, Jay. You know what, sometimes we um, allow the enemy to attack us in our mind and we don't realize it's the enemy attacking us in our mind. And we believe a lie. And the lie is that if I fail and I do something wrong, the devil, the Lord says, I don't love you now. You know, and he is, his love is unconditional. He can be, dis it, it's like us. Could you ever stop loving your children? And, and that is, if a mom or a father will never stop loving their children, no matter what they do, you know, you've got to, you always, sooner or later, regardless of the sin they're living in, we still know the best, God has the best for them in the future. They're going through horrible circumstances now. We have got to stop letting the enemy hit us over the head by saying we're not good enough, we haven't prayed enough, we haven't done this enough. God loves you. And say, Lord, change me, mold me, make me. But accept and receive and know how much Jesus loves you. Now, I don't know your name, so Keisha. Keisha. Good. I'm glad to have you. Hi, I'm Keisha. <laughs> this is her first time testifying, so praise the I've Lord. I've been coming. This is my third time. Great. Um, I've been separated for 15 months, but only standing for eight well, that's good. I'm glad you found um, standing from the Lord. This is definitely a journey, and it's a beautiful lesson to learn also. Um, but I, the devil tried to tell me I didn't have a testimony, but I know the devil is defeated. Um, Amen. God has done a mighty work in my husband. Yes, no, he's not home yet, but he will be. Amen. But he tried to tell me I didn't have a testimony because my husband doesn't speak. <laughs> he's all action. You would not get a word from him. And when God said I was going to give you new, I didn't expect it to be like this. No, he's not saying I love you and I want to come home. But he's running that house when he's there like it's his own. Amen. I have to ask for nothing. God has truly given me favor upon favor upon favor. When I do decide to ask him something, he say, it's already done. I already did it. Oh, and wow. this is a man, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, who is this man? Because <laughs> you don't say anything to me. You just do. You know, God is restoring so much more, and I have to remember it's a process, and God is working on me. And I have to remember just because there's another person involved, God is working in that situation also. And yes, I hear people that don't see their spouses. 
I'm very fortunate because I see mine every day because we have a small son, but it's, it's still hard. It doesn't matter how long you've been standing and whether you see your spouse or not, it's, it's a hard journey. But the blessing that God pours on us and the favor that he has, it's, it's amazing. And I thank God every day for giving me the grace to stand and to fight this fight. And I know he's working in my husband. And even if he never speaks, what's the word what they say actions speak louder than words amen. and oh my god god is working and i just praise god for that amen. and he's giving you keisha endurance and perseverance and keeping your eyes on the lord hi there this is yeah yes you say that for me <laughs> hi how are you um i'm yamara um i started coming in december uh, um, and I had, I said my testimony before, but I want to praise God because this weekend has just been such a blessing for me. Um, on Friday, my husband and I and my daughter went to Disney together. Wow. It was her first time going to Disney and it was amazing. We had to come back the same day, but glory to God that we were able to do that, you know, together as a family. I didn't want to take my, have to take my daughter ever by myself. And, you know, one day he just said, Let's go to Disney, but we got to be back on the same day. I said, that's not a problem. We're there. <laughs> so I'll do it. <laughs> so we did, and it's such a blessing. My husband is not Christian, but we listened to Christian music the entire drive over there, and it was a miracle. He didn't say put my song on or anything like that. We listened, and on the way back, um, we talked about God. And, and it was just, it was amazing. It, it really was. It was a great trip. It was a complete blessing. I, I got to hear I love you from my husband more than once. And it was just amazing. And then to top it off, the cherry on top, um, he went on Sunday to church with us. So that was, that was a blessing. Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Malika, and I'm from Miami. Um, the Lord has really done great things in my life. Um, I've been standing for two years, and during that time, the Lord has delivered me from so many things, from, from a spirit of, um, of codependency, spirit of rejection. I, I came from a very, very dysfunctional upbringing, and the Lord did a very cleansing and purifying work in my life and totally transformed me. Um, you couldn't pay me to not go through the journey that he took me through. Amen. It's, he's blessed every single area of my life, and I've heard the, his calling on my life to go into ministry, and I've met some people who are helping me along that path, and the Lord is really doing amazing things. I had, when I, this journey started, I had no sense of self-worth or significance. I had no security and it was hard to feel loved, and I had no real true capacity to show true love towards others. I thought I knew what love was, but I really didn't. And I praise God for that. And I just want to encourage you that you know, there's times where it, it feels like, why do I have to go through this? But Lord really makes us into something amazing for his purposes throughout all this. And we will look back someday and be so happy for everything we went through. I went through false starts, I've had several, and it can be discouraging, but now that I see the Lord healed me of different things every time that I really don't believe I would have been able to understand if he didn't cause those things to happen. 
So I just want to declare that my husband is coming home very soon. I know it. And God willing, I hope to come back again soon and let you know my testimony of him coming back. Hi, Mario. Give glory and honor to Jehovah, uh, God who loves me, loves us, God who cares about us, who fights for us. Um, my testimony tonight is, it's been an a, a ongoing theme in emails. People have been sending me devotionals in uh, ra- songs on the radio, people talking to me. The ongoing thing uh, seems to be don't give up. Don't give up. It's, it's uh, uh, God is working behind the scenes if, you, if you, you hold on and don't give up. Um, so I have uh, I've swallowed that. I believe that um, in my heart. Uh, my circumstances in my, in my stand, they, they look really bad. I mean, anybody in their right mind would say give up, you know. But um, the Lord has encouraged me with with um like you know the my wife the mother the mother of uh, our children regardless, uh, regardless i don't know if if the marriage is i honestly don't know i'm going to believe i'm going to keep praying i don't know if it's going to be restored but regardless that's my my um the mother of the children you know she's the mother of the, of the children and it's like for me to to hate her be, whatever she does to me you know, I, I feel like a pincushion. The words and and everything that's that happens, I feel like a like a, you know, like a stabbing board or something. But um, God keeps strengthening me and protecting me from those things. Um, I got to see uh, the children. Somehow she agreed to uh, kids in distress, so I got to see the children for six weeks. Um, that was awesome. Um, I was very very upset. I wanted to. Uh, you know, uh, kind of failing a little bit, and I was um, thinking about, you know, getting back at her. God pulled me out of that. He's like, no, 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 Jesus, Jesus wouldn't do that. He doesn't, he, do, he doesn't operate like that. He's like, press in, and, and so I, 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 I stopped that. I'm like, no, I'm not going down that route, even though the dirt, the mud's being slung. You know, I, I didn't go down that route. Um, and I'm going forward. God had opened up a way for me to get an apartment. I was in a homeless shelter, and now I'm just waiting for, for my, uh, uh, to pick my apartment. So I thank God for that. Um, I'm getting ready to start uh, school for training for my career. They opened up a door for, to get $8,000 in training for, for schooling. Yes, so I'm, I'm, uh, Mario, I'm, I'm praying, praying and fighting to... You know, to keep my mind strong, you know, keep my heart strong, and, you know, and to keep going forward. And you got and, a lot of praises there. And today, today is day, you know, I don't care about bragging. It's to encourage, maybe it's encourage somebody. Today's day 15. I'm on a water fast. God led me to it. The first week was brutal. The toxins, I've been studying it. It's brutal. The toxins are pouring out of me. I want to give up, but... I can't explain it. You just keep going with it, and it gets easier, you know. But um, definitely, uh, God God has the answers. 
And I just try to just try to say even throughout the day, just little prayers. You know, Father, please, please uh, help me. Please show me. Please, just even little prayers are powerful. Um, so, uh, God bless you. God bless Mario. There are many praises in that. Many, many, many praises to God be the glory. Well, let's go back, and we're going to sing one more song, and it's your name. Your name. You know, we talked about it uh, in the last song we sang, it's, but the power of the name of Jesus. Do we know, do we understand the power in the name of Jesus? That, if there's no other word that you can say in the middle of the night when you're going through trials and tribulations, please call in the name of Jesus. He will help you, he will help you. Let's stand up and praise the Lord before I teach. As morning dawns and evening fades, you inspire songs of praise that rise from earth to touch your heart and glorify your name. Your name is a strong and mighty tower. Your name is a shelter like no sing it louder cause nothing has the power to save but your
Praise the Lord. Tonight we're going to be talking about what is your spouse battling. But I'll be honest with you, when I was standing, I was battling. I was battling, a, one, would I continue my stand? And number two is not looking at the circumstances. The circumstances, the devil will use circumstances to get us to stop standing. And he'll do different things like that just to have us give up. Because God, what you got to understand, God only has to speak to you one time to tell you in the word or however he's spoken to you when you type out how to get a divorce and God speaks to you through marriage restoration and you find us on the website, that's not an accident. That's God directing your footsteps. He has a plan and a purpose and when God speaks it, he does not change his mind. But the devil will try to get you to change your mind and give you counterfeits and give you temptations from a lot of places. And you have to keep your eyes focused to God's perfect plan and will. Otherwise, we will go on a detour road, and I can tell you, and if any of you do have not heard Luz and Fabian's story, you can go and you can get tempted into a relationship, end up getting married, and then God's speaking to you and say, that's not your husband. <laughs> now, you know what? She had to leave that house on Christmas Eve because God spoke to her so much she knew it was God. She didn't know what else it could be. It was God's voice. And she said, leave now. So she got reunited with her, with her children and was with her children, all her children, on Christmas Day. God is good. He has a plan and a purpose. But we're going to be tempted. Men, I know it's not easy. There are a million women that would love to have a Christian husband. But you know what? God wants his, your wife to have you as the mighty man of God and the head of your family. And even though you have to fight the fight to get there, it is worth it. It is worth it. So you know what? We have to just persevere. So we're going to talk about paths tonight, of pathways, of different pathways. And, and we've got to just keep our eyes on the Lord. And Lori was so awesome. I have so many scriptures to read tonight. And Romans 5 was one of them. And I, she did it early. I go, hallelujah, one less. And because I thought, because that is just the blood and Jesus and hope and faith. And, you know, we want to have the character of God. We want to have perseverance. But you know what? We don't want to go through suffering to get there. But look at what so many people spoke up here of how different they are and what God has made them to be. That is a praise. I was, I needed to change before Bob came home. That is so important. Please work on me. Say, Lord, work on me. Change me. Because just like um, the, the woman said last, 
If I don't change, you know, then I wouldn't have been ready. I would not have been ready. And I wanted me to be ready for when Bob was ready to come home. And we had false starts, you know. But anyway, I, I just love the testimonies tonight. Thank you, people. And we had many new people share, and that was awesome too. Lord, we just come to you. We humbly bow before you, and we say thank you, Jesus, for these men and women that spoke and give you praises and testimonies of what God has already done and what he, how the blessings that you have blessed these women with uh, visits from their husband and wife and different things. Lord, we just thank you for the men of God that share and just speak the word and hear the word and apply it to others. Oh, Lord, we just thank you for that. Men and women need to know God loves us. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Lord, there's a lot of hurting men and women in this room, but there's a lot of hurting men and women around the world. This is just a piece of sand compared to the hundreds and thousands of men and women praying for marriage restoration around the world. And Lord, we are asking, and we've been praying and fasting for a mighty harvest of souls. And I know of one couple that has, is back together and is talking and, and, and literally are leaving together to go back home to another location. And it's not all out yet, so I'm, not, I'm just speaking, praising for what I know God has been doing on hearts and lives and, and just to have a husband go to church with you. We are praising the Lord that men and women have been going to church this Passion Week and Easter. And Lord, we just pray you will continue to work this week on husbands and wives and men and women who have gone to church and have had their hearts touched. May they be obedient to your will and to your way. And Lord, may you put a hot cold to my tongue and may you just use me as an empty vessel and may you speak through me, Father. And I just say, Lord, you're the greatest husband, you're the greatest counselor, you're the greatest teacher. Now just use me as what you want me to say to these dear men and women. And we just thank you for the, the recording and we just thank you that Rejoice Pompano is able to have this for everybody to hear it. And we just give you the praise and the glory. Lord, touch all hurting spouses tonight, the ones that are so desperate and feel so hopeless. Lord, may you go and touch them tonight. In the name of Jesus, we give you the praise and the glory. Amen. Turn to Psalm 25. Psalm 25. And while you turn to Psalm 25, I am, have debated before I was flipping pages in the Bible what to cut out a little bit tonight. But let me, <clears throat> while you're turning to Psalm 25, I'm going to read you in John 20. When Jesus started appearing after the resurrection, he appeared to many, as I spoke at the very beginning of this lesson, very beginning of tonight. But I want to speak to anybody that is listening. 
that Jesus appeared to Thomas. And I want you to understand the importance, and I'm just going to cut down to this. And it said, Disciples received the Holy Spirit in uh, John 20, 21. I'm going to start. Peace be with you as the Father has sent me. I am sending you. And with that, he, this is Jesus, breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Now, how many times, let me just stop there. How many times do we get a scripture or we're, something happens and the Lord speaks to us but we do not receive it. I'm not going to believe it. Maybe this isn't really God speaking to me. How many times do we doubt what God has revealed to us? Here was disciples saying they saw Jesus, and they, dear Thomas, doubted the disciples. And they were with him for three years. And it and just blows my mind because this is such a powerful lesson. I decided to start with this. But it says, a week later, his disciples were in their house again, and Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. That's a lesson for us because God wants to give us peace. And when the enemy tries to cause so much strife, confusion, and battles, do not receive it from God. Receive it, it's from the enemy. Seek the Lord because the Lord, if look up the word peace. You'll have a lot of scriptures to look up because God is a God of peace. He wants to give you peace in your mind, in your heart. Okay, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it in my side. And then he said a very powerful word that God spoke to me so many years ago and meant so much when Bob was gone at Easter, which was so special to Bob and I and to our family every year. And Bob, we always made, I made a, I had a pan that had a cross in it, that made it in the shape of a cross. And we've written about it. But um, I don't even ask Lori, when Lori has everybody over and we bring all our food together, I don't even ask Lori, will you make the cross cake? I don't even ask. Haven't I don't think I've asked her for several years. But it, I didn't even mention it this year, I know. And, uh, and she made a beautiful cross cake. I have it right on my phone. And it has jelly beans and it has coconut and... and it has green, um, all the different pictures. So anyway, I want you to understand that when Easter came for me, it, it, it really tore me up because I knew that Bob really had to be far from God not to come home and celebrate the Lord's arose. He defeated Satan. I knew he was in a trap of sin. 
And that's what you got to understand. Remember where your spouse was. If they weren't believers, then we got to pray for their salvation. But if they were believers and they've been deceived and blinded and taken captive, like it says in 2 Timothy 2.26, then never, never doubt. Because your wife or husband were teachers or they were like Bob and I in ministry and did uh, buses and everything else and, and did youth groups and we did so much, then you have to understand the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. It is not the, the Lord. And so what he said is, <clears throat> reach out your hand and put it in my side. Now he said, stop doubting and believe. And that's a word for all of us. Stop doubting and believing about anything. What are you fearful of tonight? What are you doubting? that God can do. It's got, can be doing, it can have nothing to do about marriage. It can be totally different. What is it? And I'm saying to you tonight, stop doubting and believe. Believe in the cross. Believe Jesus Christ has paid the price and he is right there beside you wanting your marriage restored, okay? And it says, Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God, he knew he was, had been faithless. And then Jesus told him, because you've seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in the book. But it says, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. So my first statement is, are you believing? And will you stop doubting? You must believe. I don't care about your circumstances. doesn't matter. It matters what God has spoken to you. It matters how God is continuing to speak to you. And if he hasn't spoken to you recently, then please get away with your, get alone with the Lord, get your Bible, and start praying and saying, Lord, I'm writing down my questions today, and I'd like you to help show me your answers and show me your will, your way. Show me which road to go on, this way or that way. There is always an answer. God does speak to his children. You may have to wait, but he does speak to his children. Jeremiah 33, 3. Just read it and uh, stand on it. Psalm 25, let me go there now, as we said. Psalm 25 is about hope. And number one, you have to have hope. And regardless of what your spouse is battling, regardless of what you are battling, you must have hope. Just like Lori said, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul, and to you I trust. And if you want to put hope, Next, put the next word, trust. And I want you to remember that you must trust God. If you're going to hear it all tonight, you have to trust the Lord. You have to sell out to his will, his way, and when all the temptations from the enemy come against you, you have to stand firm. And you have to know God's word, and we have to read it. We must pray, 
and you've got a prayer list on your, uh, t on right in front of where you're sitting, and that is for you to put in your Bible and to pray two or three names a day or a whole page a day, whatever. But then go to our chapel page. Then go to our court page. But pray, because God answers your prayers. And to you I trust, oh my God, do not let me be put to shame. And so many are concerned about that. But your husband or wife is also afraid of guilt and shame for what they've done and doing. And they don't see the way of escape with the guilt and shame and what they have already done. So you must pray to re pray that the Lord will remove their guilt and shame and show them the way that they are forgiven. You know, when I was praying for Bob, the Lord taught me to write down, I, I wrote things down, and I prayed uh, specifically for different things. One thing was that he would speak to a man of God that believed in the word of God and would speak marriage restoration. That was one of my prayer requests. Remember, I went to my pastor, and my pastor listened to my circumstances, and he said, I, due to Bob's unfaithfulness, had the escape clause, and I just, just kept right on going and didn't look it up in the Word and didn't and had a counselor. And, but I wanted Bob to go to a man of God that said, the Word says you are one flesh until death do you part, you know, and, and that you're bound, Charlene is bound to her husband for life. I mean, I wanted to have him read all the scriptures. And then I went to a... Um, one, he, I went to one inner healing that Bob told me to go to, which you, some of you may have heard, but it was out of state. And he says, hey, this says you, it'll help you get over uh, losses and things. And uh, so since you're going through divorce, I think you ought to go take that class. And uh, I went. I was healed. You know, my heart was healed even more, you know, and I've, of all the rejection that I had received and, and all the anger issues that Bob had, God healed me totally there. And, uh, and then he ended up saying, and, was, and I'm driving from North Carolina down, and he then invited me to stop by and see him. So I got double blessed, you know. But I want you to know is that then I went to several seminars. And you may want to go to uh, a seminar that says for, mar for marriages. You may call them up and say, do you mind if I go even though my husband's not there? Now, some of them, they go into groups, so you may not want that one. But, you know, tell them, I want to know how to be the husband and wife I need to be. So God may tell you, go to this. You may have one at your own church. I want you to get filled up to what you're supposed to be for a husband and wife that we missed somewhere. But we, I know I didn't learn everything I should have before when I got married. You know, we got married young, 21. And they didn't have classes or videos or any of that stuff, you know. There's a lot of pastors take six months and do counseling with you all. We didn't do that, you know. We did do... Um, with the pastor, but nothing like that. So I'm saying, pray. You want an answer? Well, why don't you, add, you know, pray and, and ask God to what you're thinking, you know, the Lord want you want. What do you want to reap? You have to sow good seed to reap a harvest. Does that make sense? 
Reap, sow, and reap. Sow and reap. So are you sowing? You know, let's sow. Let's sow. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. And you know what? There's a promise for you. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. But they will be put to shame who are treacherous without excuse. And this is the four, is the, one of the verses. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. Are you teachable? Are you willing to be teachable? For you are my God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are of old. Remember not the sins of my youth. Now, you may have been, had premarital sex. You may have cohabitated. Repent of that and then start now that, you know, you didn't know and you shouldn't have done it, but start now of saying, Lord, forgive me of that sin. And, and let us, let my husband not say, forget it, you know. Pray and Repent. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, and this is verse 8. I'm going to go back to verse 7 and work into it. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. There are many of you that have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ in your years of marriage. There's many of you that have come to know the Lord because of your marriage problems. And to God be the glory because I know there's many of you in this room because of that. And that is all praise from there on. So remember, God has already turned this around to good. Now it says, according to your love, remember me, for you are good, O Lord. There's that love. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, and this is hope for you, he instructs sinners in his ways. There's a scripture, that's a promise. Lord, I pray you would instruct San and Bill. I would pray you instruct Bill, the sinner right now, in his ways to turn from it. You know, you, try, you pray and personalize these scriptures. He guides the humble in what is right, and he teaches San his way. Santa, let me pick on her. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful for those who keep the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your name, O Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Who then is the man that fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way chosen for him. I can think of nothing better any day of the week than to have God speak to me and instruct me what I should do, what I should write about, what anything about any one of your circumstances. Would you not want to have the Lord speak to you about, turn this way, turn that way, what about this, what about that? And it says that he will instruct us in the ways chosen for us. Verse, I'm going to jump 14. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. So we've got to understand that God is wanting to speak to us. Verse 16, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. That may be where you are right now. But the Lord is saying, 
I'm right there. The troubles of my heart have been multiplied. Free, from my, free me from my anguish. Look upon my affliction. Look at my divorce. Look at my circumstances. My spouse has got the girl pregnant. Look at my, uh, my husband or my wife. They married them in a non-covenant relationship. Look upon my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how my enemies have increased and how fiercely they hate me? And then guard my life and rescue me. Rescue my husband. Rescue my wife. Rescue my children who have fallen in a trap of sin. Let our family not be put to shame, Father, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect us all because my hope is in you. Redeem Israel, O oh God, from all of our troubles. Do you see how you personalize it? And you see how you can get God to turn it around and you walk, you read one psalm and you feel lifted up and encouraged. That is what I want you to do. I want you to personalize it. Let's turn to Isaiah 29 verse 24 because I want you to understand the Lord knows where your spouse is and he wants to give them wisdom and knowledge. And in verse 8 it says, he instructs the sinners. And in Isaiah 29, it's just one verse. You don't even have to turn there. Just write it down. Verse 21, 24. Those who are wayward in spirit will gain understanding. Those who complain will accept instruction. Wow. Man, that's, that's for my husband. That's for my children. That's for everybody. Do you have anybody that's wayward in spirit? They will get understanding. So we need to understand there's nothing more important that we can pray for is to pray for our spouses. Do you have a marriage that's falling apart or is it like a vase that is broken? Well, I want you to look at this. I want you to watch it because you may have a marriage falling apart, but I want you to understand the Lord wants you to start praying and seeking the Lord, and let him speak to you, because this is what somebody, this could be your husband that's talking right now, or imagine a woman. I'm so tired. I may look fine, but if you could see all that I'm carrying, you'd know that there is nothing fine about me. And my burdens are barriers, pride, Hate, envy, doubt, addiction, fear. I hardly even notice when they close off another part of my life. Just one more brick to add to the load I'm carrying. Weighing me down with every step I take. I hate these patterns of destruction in my life, but at the same time, I love them so much that I just can't escape their grip. I can hardly imagine what life would be like without them. This is pathetic. 
but I'm almost afraid to try. No, I've seen it time and time again. Every time I convince myself that there's nothing better for me, God shows up and shows me glorious possibilities of what could be. These incredible passionate visions of what life would be like if only... If only what? That's the big question. I don't know what needs to happen in order to grasp life to the fullest. It's like I can see it, and it's just barely out of reach. But there's this wall of... of me that keeps getting in the way. so badly to believe in that other life. No, not just believe, I want to live it. I just need to break through. I just want to escape. You just saw the scripture. I'm not going to read that again. But I was reading a devotional the other night in Sparkling Gems from the Greek by Rick Renner. And it's one of the devotion books that I have. It's a little thick. He talks a lot. He's a lot he talks more than I do, I guess. But he was talking about fortresses. And the word stronghold that you saw comes from the Greek word and is one of the oldest world word in the New Testament and it's used to describe a fortress. And you know what? In a way, that was a fortress. He built a wall to, to block the Lord Jesus Christ. He built a wall of all these different items and sins, sins, that he allowed the enemy to deceive him with one at a time. And you know what? Our spouse may have done one sin, but the devil put a foothold into their home, into their life, into their soul, and they kept adding more, more, and more. Because maybe when my husband, when you commit adultery, before you commit adultery, before sexual immorality, you have to do all the thinking in your mind to plan it. It is a lie from the enemy. And they believed a lie that they would not get caught, that they were a lie that, you know what? I don't love my husband. You know what? I am tired of my wife nagging me all the time. I don't like my wife. You know what? That girl at work really looks good. Or her best friend may look good. You know, it does not matter. The lie is a lie from Satan. 
He's out to steal, kill, and destroy. And the lie is from the devil to come into your mind and to take over their thought process, to go over. But you know what? He can come to us and put different words on there and give us lies to give up. And it's too hard, and it's too long, and I see, I hear nothing, I see nothing, but there are temptations from the, wor from the world for us. I mean, any one of us. I had a, a man come and work for our office, and I, I'm calling Bob and saying, all right, if I go to lunch and you hear me, I'm without a, with a man, I'm not dating anybody or anything, but I'm clarifying. And Bob says, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I said, no, but I'm wanting, I know I'm praying for my marriage and I don't want rumors to go to my husband. And I just went extreme. But you know what? It's better than that, than just letting the enemy come in and just desensitize us that we're, live married, live married, because you are married. In God's eyes, you're married. So we, when we, a person gets, has a stronghold in mind or emotions, Rick says, that it's a thick, invisible wall around them that acts like both like a fortress and a prison in his life. In the wall of a fortress, these lies insulate him from people who try to break in to see the truth. So when they start speaking the truth, they can't hear you because the, the wall that the enemy has made is so thick. And I thought, man, that's just what we say all the time. Think of the Jericho wall. Think of the Jericho wall. And you know what? God, they had such a fortress and in the Bible, there are so many scriptures about, in Psalm 9-9, I'll just read a few. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. I want you to think of a stronghold for the good or the bad. I want you to know that the fortress, God can put, he's our refuge, it says, Psalm 18, verse 2, let me read that one to you. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God who is my rock, in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. So there's a negative and there's a positive fortress. There's a fortress that your spouse has built up a wall of sin, of many different things. And we have to say, Lord, knock down every one of those bricks, every one of that fortress, how high or how thick it may be. Lord, remove, do a Jericho wall around it that they all of a sudden you speak and it crumbles. I want you to understand that you need to put a fortress around you to protect you from the enemy. And the Lord says he will give us that. But I want you to understand that the person that is under mental and emotional assault is, it says, Rick uh, Renner says, he is held captive like a prisoner to those lies. And he is in bondage 
that Satan has put, he is in bondage as Satan has put that in his mind. He looks at others, sadly wishing he could be free like them, not realizing that he has already been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. That is why I just wanted to read two or three sentences to get you to understand that Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Do not let all those things that your spouse is saying or doing or is battling, do not let that become fear of a fortress, of that he's untouchable. Yes, remember the wall of sin. But remember what the fortress is. The Jericho wall was a fortress. In the Old Testament, they built mighty walls of security. And they had watchtowers of where they could watch out for the enemy. And we have got a fortress all around us protecting us from the enemy. Psalm 144 says, He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge. He subdues people under me. I want you to visualize that what that wall is, and then pray against different one of those. Look up the word adultery. You know what? Let's go to Proverbs, and let's look up in chapter 4. And and it says, listen to my sons to a father's instructions. And this is, the father was telling his son, Tim has got his daughter moving away. And I know he has been speaking to her, giving her all sorts of wisdom and knowledge and instructions of what to do living alone and living on campus where she's going to FSU. He has been teaching her. He's been teaching them ever since they got into high school. We got two of them. No, we got many in high school, believe it or not. We got five in high school. But, uh, but we, we want to understand is that you ha- we have to prepare our children. And we need to instruct them. But so the Bible has been instructing us. And if we didn't read it, then that's then where we become desensitized. If you don't read it, you don't have the wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And I challenge you, it's still April. Read a proverb of the day. You will get so much wisdom just from proverbs. And, and uh, read them. Read half a proverb a day. I'm telling you, I read Proverbs 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8 the other night while I prepared and because I wanted to read all of them to you because they're so powerful. It says, verse 5 in chapter uh, Proverbs 4, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or swerve from them. Do not swerve. Don't get off the path. Do you see how you can get off the path? It says, do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Esteem her, and she will exalt you. Embrace her, and she will honor you. 
I'm going to skip down. And it says, the, verse 18, the path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter to the full light of day. Verse 20, my son, pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. What about if you just pray? Dear Bill, Lord, I pray for Bill to pay attention to your voice and to listen to you, to listen closely to every word you say. Lord, do not let Bill out of your sight and keep them within your heart. For they are, the, the word is life. And pray that Bill will hunger and thirst for the word of God. You reap what you sow. Pray that he hungers and wants to pick up the Bible and read it. I know that there have been testimonies where somebody told us recently that uh, his, uh, I think it was a man, told his wife that he's been reading the Bible. And she was shocked. I would have been too if Bob told me that. But, you know, Bob, I was shocked when I went, and he just sometime told me, by the way, I want to talk to a pastor. Because I was going up one week on the process of marriage restoration. My, the, his uh, girlfriend lived the same where I lived, but they alternated weekends with the children, you know, mother, father. And so he, when we started, he started uh, testing the waters, as you would say. He would say, how about you come up the other weekend? And now I know you would have said, you want to be the second person? Do you want to be the other woman? Uh, yes, I did, because I knew God was in this. I want to be the other woman because I'm going to be both of you in a few minutes because God is going to get victory. I want to be the other woman. I, and I said, okay, I'll go. I will, little is better than none, you know. I'm not going to just have, at least my husband will see me and hear me. And we, I used to bring the kids up and we used to do all different variety of things. But the point is, my I took my three kids and they all went to grandma's and or to a girlfriend's house or whatever and I went overnight. But I but Bob invited me. Would I say no if God if God says your husband says, Do you want me to take you out to dinner tonight? Do you want to say, let me think about it? Would you like to go to a movie tonight? Yes. I have a date. Pick up the phone, whoever it could be, and say, I'm, uh, my husband just called. My girlfriend, my wife just called. I am not going out with my girlfriends. I am going to go out with my husband or my wife. Be smart. Be available. Think. And, you know, you're reaping what you pray for. But the point was, is when I went up there one weekend, Bob said, I'm, I'm, and he invited me one Sunday to go to church with him. So he introduced me as his wife. And I'm going, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But you know what? He then tells me at lunch, and as I'm leaving to go home, he says, the reason I introduced you as my wife is because I introduced last weekend my girlfriend <laughs> to the pastor. Because I went to the pastor and I said, you're going to see every other week maybe another woman. He, now, is there double-minded? That is double-minded. But that's okay, 
because I was listening to the Lord and I'm saying, tell me what to do. Which path do I go? Okay, Bob calls up. I'm going right there. But, you know, it didn't matter what I had that plan that weekend. It mattered that I was obedient to being available for my husband. And the Lord says, I am moving. Because if he wants to compare two women, you're going to win. Because you're the covenant. You've got the covenant. You're the husband. You're the wife. And there's nobody that can supersede you when God's on your side. You have got to understand who we are. We're the husband. We're the wife. And, and you know what? They're a counterfeit. Yeah. They're a counterfeit. And we aren't going to, we're just going to wait for God to do it. We're going to wait on God's timing. And it may, we may have to go through, like uh, Coney said, a few years. Years don't matter when you get your marriage restored. Luz and Fabian have said that. And if you don't have their three CDs, you need to get them. You need to listen to um, Fabian on He um, Come Home. Is it, was it? He came home. I knew, thank you, Lori. I forgot the other word. He came home. He speaks to the prodigal. If your husband is confused, your wife confused, hand him that CD. Fabian talks to a prodigal. But I want you to say, so he says to me at lunch, or sometime in that event, and I said, um, he said, I wanted to t tell you, I went and saw the pastor, and I told him what, uh, what I'm doing. I'm living in sin, but I also told him I've got a wife who says I'm standing till I'm 80, and I'm planning a wedding. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I should be doing, and... Uh, and the girlfriend says, I'm not allowed to talk to her and all this. She doesn't know. I cannot tell you all the things that happen when you start praying. You know, because up on the shelf, and, and so anyway, let me finish one story. I get so excited. I just say, oh, Lord, if they would just keep praying and, and just let God move. But the, the th thought was, is he says to me, so he handed me a book, and I, can, I didn't write the title down, which I should have, but it was by Bill Gothard, and it was Rebuilding Your Marriage. And I went to Bill Gothard years ago, and, and I went and I said to the Lord, this book, this has every answer for what Bob needs to read. Okay, Lord, I'll send it to him. And the Lord said, no. You can pray that he get given it, the book, but you cannot send it to him. So, man, I prayed, Lord, I pray he sees the pastor, and I pray he gets given that book. And out of all the books in the world, the pastor said, here's a book you need to read. So we need to understand. That's it, Lori. Thank you, dear. She's so good. The Rebuilders Guide. I got an awesome team, my son and daughter there. But Tim and Lori. So anyway, the Rebuilders Guide. And I tell you, he got it handed to him. And he brought it with me in the car and then brought, showed it to me. And I said, can I share just what God is speaking to me about it? And so he let me share a couple of things. Man, I was floating and flying home to, from Fort Pierce to Pompano that day. I praised the Lord all the way there. 
And I was saying, God, you are moving. I don't care if they get married. I don't care what happens. I know that you are moving on his heart. So it doesn't matter if you see a fortress. It matters that you pray scriptures. You pray the word, and you know the word. It says, um, and the other story was, just another example, you do not know what is going on the, at the other, any other place. You know nothing. But just pray that God will move and keep speaking to him every day. And you know what? Jesus quoted scripture to, to fight the devil. Why are you not good enough to fight? He did three of that. He did three, right? Boom, boom, boom. We can do one a day, can't you? You know, let's be faithful. Let's be consistent. Let's not give up. But let's know who we are in Christ. You know, that man saw, Jesus, saw the cross. He knew the answer, but he kept adding more sin and more sin, more sin. They get worse and worse and worse. And you know what? It's the devil that is doing it. And we have got to understand your spouse is in a battle for his soul. And sin is a barrier. It's a wall to know the Lord his way. And we need to knock down that wall by the word of God. And we have to be consistent in our prayer life that when we read the word, that when we read the word, we can twist it and turn it and pray it like I did there and say, Lord, you can do it. You can read warning against adultery in Proverbs 5, that he will, in verse Proverbs 5, it says, verse 21, or I'll start in 20. Why be captivated, by my son, by an adulteress? Why embrace the bosom of another man's wife? For a man's ways are in full view of the Lord, and he examines all his paths. The evil deeds of a wicked man ensnare him. The cords of sin, of his sin, hold him fast. He cords, he's all wrapped up. He's in bondage. He will die for lack of discipline, led astray by his own great folly. But God has a standard. But God says he's got you standing in the gap. Praying because you're one spouse and you have chosen the narrow road and not the wide road. You have chosen not to give up. So I want you to understand. I'm going to have to close in a few minutes. To say all this is somebody, one of the girls, I can't remember the woman's name, I'm sorry. But she said she had to be healed and I said, Lord, you sent her up here to use this as an illustration. That she had to be healed before she could be a wife that she needed to be. That is true. I had to get healed of all of what I had been going through with Bob to that I did not, I did not know how to forgive. And I kept a record of wrongs as it says in 1 Corinthians 13. I don't have time to read it. You do it. It says, but keep no record of wrongs 
How many of you do you say you did, you've done, and, and, and cut down your spouse? How about zip your lips and say praise them for what they have done? One thing, if you can think of something, say thank you. You send a monthly check or something. I don't care, but be positive instead of negative. All, the one time you talk to them, you're going to complain. We need to understand that some of us, including my husband, have been wounded as a child. I talked to a couple recently. I've talked to many couples recently. It's like I've got a, a ball that just keeps getting larger and larger where they were wounded and hurt by an alcoholic parent, a drug addict, or they were abused. They were incest. My husband was molested. He didn't know it. He didn't even remember till we were getting our divorce. And, in, 19, in our 20th year of marriage before we got divorced. We gotta understand that we need to pray for divine healing for both of us, for husband and wife, that we may have some areas that we need to be healed of before the spouses come home. Are you really ready emotionally, physically, spiritually? You may... I want to know, some of you are battling depression or oppression. Some of you are really battling different things. Get victory over that. The Lord doesn't want to bring them home to a, a sick wife or a one that is, as the enemy has defeated them. We want to walk in victory each and every day. The Lord wants us to rejoice in the Lord in spite of our circumstances every day. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18, it says, be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Yeah, all circumstances. And that's the path scripture God gave me, and I rejected it. You know what? Now I'm using it and teaching it every month or every year, every scripture. There are so many things that God taught me. You have got to understand we must be ready. And the delay could be because of us. The delay could be because of them. Well, if there's a fortress, then let's take every one of those areas. Everyone is abuse, whatever. Incest, what is it? And take everyone and look up the scriptures and start praying against that. Selfishness, greed, money, whatever it is. Pride, pride, well, that's, you know, it doesn't matter. Alcohol, drugs, our, would, if our child was bound in that sin, would we not do everything that we could do to set them free? That why don't we do it for our spouses? Laziness. Because we just, if we've got all this evening, I know I've got evenings available. Anybody calls me up and says, hey, can you go somewhere? I'm available. If it's not, if it's accordingly right with me. But the point is, maybe we need to spend more time with the Lord. Give him some time. Do you remember what happened just last week in the Garden of Gethsemane? Could you not stay awake for an hour? Do we give God an hour a day? Now, I challenge that the husbands may have more time because they may not have the children, but women, I know it's difficult. But I can tell you personally, I stopped. And at nighttime, at midnight, when I stopped with the wash and everything else, 
I gave God my time before I went to bed. And I'm a lot, I was a lot younger. But I had to get the Lord. And the Lord spoke to me so many times, and you've read it. You can never take 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You will be blessed. Don't cut the Lord off. Don't cut him off. Pray. Pray without ceasing. You know what that means? Talk to him all day long. And I am crazy. I do. I talk to him all the time because Bob's not there, so I'm talking. And, and, and you know what? I lay something down, and I'll say, Lord, I laid down my phone. Where did I put it? And I am telling you, I turn around, and he will show me when I go in another room instantly. You can have that relationship with the Lord. Don't seek it. Want it. Want to read the word and it leaps off the page at you. Don't give up. I don't care what your spouse is doing. I, and I know we have many standers that have in-home prodigals. And I'm praising the Lord. And I know that's hard. I know you're having to turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John because the Lord will tell you how to do it. Read Romans 12. And I know that you need to write these scriptures down and you need to read them, but I am saying to you, God is able to do anything. And your husband may come and go, your wife may come and go, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they say. It matters that how you respond and then you keep praying and saying, Lord, you turn the circumstances around. You're able. You've called me to this. I am going to do it. And I'm going to finish the race and finish it well because you are right there helping me. And remember the, the videos we've shown before. Don't give when Jesus dying on the cross and you see all that's happened. Don't give up. He paid the price. We need to have wisdom and knowledge. Let's turn to Romans 8. I've got two scriptures to finish, and then we'll call it. We need to have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and discernment. Do you not think you have that? Then seek it in the word. And I'm going to give you a scripture. I don't want to skip it, but I have to. But I want you all tomorrow, tonight, tomorrow for devotions, read 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It's a powerful, powerful scripture, and you need to read it. Now, Romans 8, okay? We're going to go to two scriptures. Romans 8. You know, I don't read Romans a lot to you guys, but if you, there's so many books of the Bible we need to read. But Romans is 6, 7, and 8 are three great chapters. And, uh, well, the whole, all of them are good, but... Romans 6, 7, and 8 talks about the sinful nature and being filled with the Spirit. Romans um, 8 is, we're going to start with verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Now let's jump down and let's go and verse 35 
Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Verse 37, know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor the present nor the future nor any power nor the height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. There is a promise. Now I'm going to go back and just repeat. I'm going to give two more scriptures. 2 Corinthians 10. You don't have to flip to it. But that was the scripture on the screen. And let me read this. For though we live, verse 3, for we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we are going to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is a scripture that you will pray that Bill will take captive every thought to make it obedient to Jesus Christ. That you will make your husband, your son, your daughter, to, that they will make every pretension, every lie, every argument, every lie from the devil, that they will you know, take captive every wrong and that the Holy Spirit can speak to them. Now, you know what it boils down to? You've got a choice. And go to Proverbs chapter 3 if you want to, or find it on your phone or computer. Proverbs 3, it boils down to one word, and the word is trust. And you've got to trust God. And it boils down to that. Do you trust God? Do you believe God? And I'm not going to go reading verse 1 on, but I'm just going to jump right into verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and shun evil. And that is what I'm saying to you today. Trust in the Lord. With not part of your heart, but with all your heart. Sell out to the Lord. And lean not on your own understanding. Seek wisdom. Seek knowledge. Seek understanding. Seek discernment. And seek God's way. Because he will make your path straight. You will be on the road, headed to the Lord. Do not be wise in your own eyes. But we need to fear the Lord. And you need to pray that your wife or husband fear the Lord. And your children fear the Lord. Because when they die, whenever, whatever age, they're going to stand before God alone. And then we'll be held accountable as parents or as husbands and wives. I can tell you there's a lot more scriptures, but I am telling you, it all boils down to that. Are we serious about standing? So, Lord, we just praise you and thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you 
an illustration of breaking the strongholds, breaking the bondages of sin. As in 2 Timothy, it says that, that Satan has taken them captive to do his will. They're in a prison. They're blinded. They're deceived. They can't hear. That's what a scripture, a man that knows Greek says, God, help us to wake up and realize that they're blinded and deceived and they need to be set free. And Lord, I just give you the praise and the glory for the praise reports that we know of and all that you're doing. And we know that all this fasting and praying for many weeks is not going to be not. We may not see the fruit yet, but we're going, we've sown the seed and we're going to reap a harvest if we do not give up. So Lord, I pray you would speak to standers around the world that they will go forward and they'll say, I'm not going to fast every day anymore. I'm just going to fast maybe two days a week, uh, uh, two meals a week, whatever it is best for you. But I want you to never give up. Never give up. Because God can knock down that fortress of sin. He can knock down that wall we saw tonight. And it can be gone. But God has got a wall around you. And he's going to protect you from the evil one if we will stay close to the Lord. Lord, we ask that you will protect every one of our standers, every one of their children that are missing their parents, and every one of the teenagers who are rebelling against going to church and against the darkness that they're going into. Lord, we're asking you to go rescue. Now rescue our teenagers because they don't understand and they don't want to hear about God anymore because God hasn't moved fast enough. Lord, we're asking you to go move with them. Rescue all the ones that have opened their selves and their hearts and lives to drugs and alcohol and promiscuous. Lord, we know the consequences of Sin, but we want to block it and stop it to affect any more family members. You're not just after one spouse or one soul. You're after all of them. And we're not going to let give in. We're going to give up. We're going to stand firm. And Lord, we just praise you and thank you of the mighty work that you're doing in so many hearts and lives on all the testimonies received every week. We give you the glory. We give you the honor and praise. And we ask that you will just keep speaking to your children morning, noon, and night. And we know, know that all that we have to do is call on the name of Jesus and you will be right there with us. You're there with us. You will never leave us or forsake us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.